0: Hello, this is Ruin Willow with the, oh, fuck yeah, with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm excited you're here today. I have a very interesting discussion to share with you. Someone who really opened my eyes to something I didn't even know was a thing. So, and it's important for those of us who like to influence the world for purposes of education and sexuality and erotica things erotic. So stay tuned. This is a very interesting discussion, one that is probably, as he puts it, never been done in history before. So just that alone makes it fucking exciting to me, right? (laughs) I hope you're having an amazing holiday season. I have my Smashwords sale going on right now. My books that are on Smashwords, my eBooks, are free. And Decadent Erotica, the anthology, is on sale This is through the first of the year, and I have given away over 1,000 books already. Oh my fucking God, that's fucking awesome. Seriously, come get a part of my pie. Go to Smashwords, download my books free. I would love it if you read them and reviewed them, and damn, you get a sexy book, and I get a review, and I can grow And you can actually gift books to others on Smashwords as well. If you want to give a gift after Christmas here, you still need to give gifts. It's free, free through the 1st of January. So take advantage of that. Also, tomorrow, my book is going on sale. The Car Sex Challenge will be 99 cents from tomorrow, December 28th to the 31st. And that's also going to be on Shameless Book Deals. Have you ever heard of this site? They list all types of erotica on sale all the time. Shameless Book Deals. Check it out. I mean, if you want to get erotica at a discount, they're constantly putting out there books that are on sale, erotica on sale. So it's freaking awesome. Okay, so for today... Oh, and if you're under eighteen, it is time to leave the podcast, baby love, because this is not for you. I have a new story up on Medium that you can check out if you go there. It's a really hot, sexy story. It's about a woman who is a sub and she triggers her dom. She does some sex acts that trigger her dom. So she triggers his dom mode with a blowjob and a tit fuck. Get that? on Medium. You can click through and and access it there. And also that reminds me, I need to say my TitFuck podcast is coming up soon. I've got a few podcasters that gave me some stories, some information, some feelings about how they feel about titty-fucking. And I have a woman who's on OnlyFans who also contributed something. So this is going to be a hot little episode. I can't wait for it to go live. So that is coming soon. A tit fuck episode all about titty fucking. All right, let's go. And yes, the picture on Medium is actually really me. That's my body. So yeah, before we get started, a quick word from my amazing sponsor.
1: we will be right back. But while you're here, what pairs better with erotica than comedy and a smattering of horror? We got both on the podcast Red by Daylight. Every week, three very gay friends discuss the lore of a different killer trapped in the eternal fog. From genuinely cool villains like the buff lady who throws hatchets, to less cool ones like a Dollar Tree version of Jason Voorhees. Each episode starts with our horror newbie friend guessing the killer's backstory just by looking at them. Spoiler alert, Caroline frequently concocts much cooler origins than the game. Then we go over the lore in-depth before wrapping up with a purely scientific Rule 34 porn viewing session. Sound fun? Search Red by Daylight. That's R-E-A-D by Daylight on your favorite podcasting app. Or go to redbydaylight.net.
0: Okay. And remember, if you want deals on sex toys, go to get the ruin willow discount. I think today is the last day of the boxing sale that sex toy companies are having. And, but on my, on my website, get the ruin willow discount. You can see all of the deals that my affiliates and sponsors give if you go through my links. So you can get sex toys discounted you can get deals you can get some of them offer free deals on on shipping free shipping or just a discount on the the sex toy so check that out and that is a website that will always be there and i will be changing the deals that appear on there as they change so sex toys pleasure products and i have the smashwords link there as well i'll put that down in the podcast notes as well so harnessing the hidden power of wikipedia for all things sexuality, gender, and erotic and erotica. I had no idea this was a thing. Like, everybody knows what Wikipedia is, right? Everybody uses it. There's some rumors about it being accurate. And and my guest today is Lane Raspberry, and he works, this is his real job. It's really interesting. He works for a university, and I talk with him about sexuality on Wikipedia, erotic things on Wikipedia, sex education, and things to do with gender, sexuality, all of that. And I found it very interesting to find out that people can actually instigate social change or thought by posting facts and citing sources on Wikipedia. If you're a writer or a sex educator, you could put something on there to influence the world. It is one of the, I think it's, what did I read recently? It's one of the most visited sites, websites on the internet across the world. So you can reach people, and it's very, very interesting to me when we listen to this, when he talks about what particular countries actually restrict what their people will get to see on Wikipedia. It's unbelievable, unbelievable, just rather disturbing, really, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be honest. And so I just think that this is an amazing thing to put out there and it's so interesting and informative. I didn't even know this was a thing. And we have power through something like this. It's accessible to everyone except for the people in those countries that get certain pages blocked, which is still, re- I just can't even believe that. Anyway. Stay tuned for this. This is so interesting. It's a really interesting chat and it's things that opened my eyes. I didn't I didn't even know that this was a possible thing. It's interesting. So we talk about sex ed like I said, LGBTQ issues and basic human rights. And this is important to mention right now too, only because it's important every day, but also, December is Human Rights Awareness Month. And basic human rights are sometimes denied to some people around the world. And Wikipedia is one way that some of these people might actually be able to be reached and given information that they are denied otherwise. And that's like, that's, that's fucking huge. Anyway, let's get into this. It's interesting, we do talk about sex and sexuality in relation to how it is presented and posted on Wikipedia, so it's just really interesting let's go let this is so intriguing okay let's do it. Check it out. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited to share this person with you. He is full of amazing things to say and very interesting. It's going to be a very interesting talk. I'm really excited to talk to Lane Raspberry.
2: Welcome, Lane. Uh, thanks for having me, Rowan. I'm so happy to talk about Wikipedia and sexuality with you.
0: I am really excited about learning more about this because, of course, I know what it is, but I don't really know. You know I've heard things. Some people say it's not accurate. Some people say it is, but you have people use it. What is your take on it, and how did you get involved in doing this?
2: Well, I'm staff Wikipedian at the university. It's my job to edit Wikipedia and support other people in editing Wikipedia at this university. I've been a professional Wikipedia editor for about ten years. Before that Yes, yes, yes. Before that I was a volunteer Wikipedia editor, which is what most people engage with Wikipedia as volunteers. It's a it's a volunteer project, anyone can contribute. And since anyone can edit, people question does Wikipedia have a quality control process? To what extent is it reliable? And the standard on Wikipedia is that if somebody makes a claim in Wikipedia, they should cite a source, an authoritative reliable Mm. source. So in Mm -hmm. Wikipedia, we don't depend on the reputation or the credentials of the editors. We depend on the reliability of the sources that people cite. Mm. And I edit and support people in editing all, all sorts of things in fields of sexuality, one of the things that it comes up quite often is the sources that get brought into here tend to be medicalized because those wow. are very, very reliable. And that's one of the biases in in Wikipedia. So I would say the medical content that we have on these subjects, that's very reliable. But when you go into other perspectives, other people writing about things, then sometimes we encounter information gaps where we don't have sources that we want to cite but we can't quite find researchers or authorities in the field that seem best to mm-hmm. cite, or maybe they exist out there and no one's brought them to it yet that can, that can happen as well so to answer your question reliably on Wikipedia it, it varies depending on what kind of perspective you want and what sort of information you're looking at but this is this is the core cite the sources and try to match that to within Wikipedia
0: right and so, I guess I'm not really familiar. Can anyone post to Wikipedia or is it only <laughs> like I don't even know?
2: <laughs> it's posting to Wikipedia is easier than posting to social media. We let oh, wow. anybody post. So if you're going to a website like Twitter or Facebook, you have to register an account to be able to post yeah. these messages. Okay. On Wikipedia, you don't even need an account. We let anybody, mm. anybody who can manage to come to the website from their cell phone or stumble in, in, in front of a desktop computer. They, they don't even need to register an account. And they can go into just about any Wikipedia article and then start editing it, change whatever they want. That doesn't mean that what they edit will actually stay in Wikipedia. As soon as someone edits these articles, there's alerts that other people get triggered to come mm. check to see what that person did. So we'll accept edits and it really does go live immediately. But as soon as that edit comes in, other people come and check it and they can push a button and put it back to the way it was before. But yes, anyone can change it. It's it's been (laughs) the same since 2001. It's kind of a, it's a novel system. It's still new media.
0: That's very intriguing. So yeah, so someone could just like go on there and just like mess stuff up. But at least there's some alerts that can be like, hey, you know, someone was in here and they did this. Does that create, I mean, I would imagine that kind of creates a lot of frustration, too, where, you know, someone goes in there and makes things inaccurate,
2: you know? It does. It, so there's different kinds of biases in Wikipedia. Some of these articles have more watchers and reviewers than other articles. Hmm. So behind, the, behind every Wikipedia article, there's some kind of administrative sub- structure. And one of these okay. structures is something called the Wiki project system. A wiki project is a group of people who care about a particular subject. So, for example, when you're talking about articles on sexuality, some of the wiki projects that exist are the wiki project Sexuality and Sexuality. There's mm-hmm. a wiki, wiki project for medicine, for health perspectives on sexuality. There's a wiki project called LGBT Studies. It's very popular, but that only covers a part of sexuality. And mm-hmm. there's a wiki project for pornography, one for nudity, and then you could look at... Sexuality from the perspective of art. And there's so many art wiki projects. So yeah, it, yeah. depending on what perspective and what gets edited, if someone edits an article and it's in the domain of one of these wiki projects, then every time it's edited, everyone in that wiki project gets an alert. Hey, come check that out. Ah, uh-huh. okay, okay. Yes, yes, yeah. And it depends on the time of day, who happens to be on. People get the most recent alerts. So if an article is edited hundreds of times, not everyone in the wiki project is going to respond. But the, the people who are on, like, those, that five minutes, they'll, they'll come check it out. And there's enough editors that this works for English Wikipedia.
0: We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions. Manscaped! This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some... Or a pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven or spring-cleaning after he uses Manscaped At manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants, if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. That's good. I'm glad that that check system is in there. (laughs) You know, because it's, yeah, so it's kind of like a community where people can comment and put their, Two cents in there, but at least somebody's being a watchdog over, you know, <laughs> some of these topics, at least, maybe not all of them, obviously, but there are certain ones that are. Do you, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have
2: about Wikipedia? Well, that there's no quality control process. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. see that since anyone can edit, they imagine how can that work? And what they're imagining is book or newspaper or paper technology. It's a lot of people, even in this age of internet, they don't realize how much publishing is, has changed. What does it mean to have 100,000 people all editing a text at the same time? There's no bar, right. and they're all double-checking each other. So Wikipedia is an experiment in new media. No one could have predicted at the beginning the extent to which it would work. I feel that it does work, a lot, of, and the, the proof that it works is that so many people come to Wikipedia and read this information. The popularity is, is what makes me so interested in the project because anyone can publish on, on their own website and then post that to the internet. But that doesn't mean that other people are going to find it and read it. What I like about Wikipedia is I care about LGBT information, for example, Mm -hmm. is that I can edit LGBT topics and people all over the United States where I live will read it, but people all over the world will also read that. And a typical person doesn't have this kind of publishing power, or communication power in many other places. So if you care about yeah. LGBT topics or anything else, you can really get a lot of good information out just as an individual in, in your free time. And I think that's why a lot of people come to, here, to edit.
0: I think that's really intriguing. So it's sort of like, you know, social media in that way. But there's probably no like logarithms or anything that's going to prevent it because it's just there. It's just, you know, Social media, you have to worry about, okay, was Twitter going to show my content to my people, you know, my followers? But that's not going to happen.
2: Exactly right. So in in typical social media platforms, you're judged by your popularity, the individual, how many followers do Mm -hmm. they have? There's all kinds of algorithms that even if you post content, it won't necessarily go to your followers if they're following many people. There's only so much content that a user can use. And in social media, your choice is who you follow Typically, and then you get a feed of what content you mm-hmm. get. Whereas yeah. in, in Wikipedia, if someone reads a Wikipedia article, there's there's really just one way that they out to that Wikipedia article. It's because one second before, they explicitly asked for the Wikipedia article on that topic. Either they typed mm-hmm. type the name into a search engine, and they jumped from the search engine to Wikipedia, or they saw a hyperlink somewhere in Wikipedia, clicked on the exact term, and then went mm-hmm. to the Wikipedia article because they want that information right at this second, by request. Right,
0: right. So well, that makes sense. So what are like the top LGBTQ, what do I even call it? Pages? You call what them I them, call, it? We call them articles. We call them, we call okay, them.
2: articles. Pages is fine. <laughs> it's what you expect. So if we're talking about LGBT, people look at the article for LGBT itself. Mm-hmm. Same-sex marriage is very popular. Sexual mm. orientation is yep. very popular. Yep. If we're talking about sexuality, it's, it's also what you'd expect. So the article for sex, mm-hmm. you know, penis is very popular. The article for vagina is very popular. People just see, seeking basic information or just seeing it. If, if there's an encyclopedia article for these things, curiosity or whatever, whatever the case may be. Right. Right. We make all these traffic metrics public. So I told you that I'm I'm at a university. I'm a professional with these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by, by the way, I'm not selling anything. I'm just at a university. I'm trying to get general knowledge out. So yeah, right. If, right. If I'm promoting anything, I'm promoting. <laughs> go, go to your local library. You know, Support right. your library. <laughs> but um, it, it's possible someone could run a query because Wikipedia is an open project that we, we hide very little in, in Wikipedia. You can get the list of every Wikipedia article about LGBT studies or about sexuality or any subset of these articles, whether you're talking about 100 articles, 1,000 articles, 10,000 articles, and you can get the traffic report for these and rank them in order of popularity. So I'm just Ah. casually telling you some articles that are popular, but if anybody wanted to do research on some aspect of this, even a beginner could come to Wikipedia without an account again, run these traffic reports through something called page views analysis. You give it mm-hmm. a Wikipedia category, like the category for sexuality, and it'll say, okay, there's 20,000 articles in that category. Here they are in order of popularity. It, it's really that easy. Okay. So if, if somebody is curious or somebody says, I care about sex education. Where can I yeah. make the most impact? Then they can get this list and they can prioritize according to what they find in this list. And I do this at the university. So all the time people ask me for whatever field, history or economics or physics or whatever the case, I give people traffic reports and then I help them prioritize where can we make the most impact.
0: Right. So is there censorship? Like, you know, would there be like, you know, drawing of a body or a naked picture? Or is there any sort of censorship that goes along with it?
2: Yes and no. So the rule in Wikipedia is that Wikipedia is not censored. And if we have an educational reason to show something, then we will Mm -hmm. show it. So sure. we, we do show nude nude bodies in Wikipedia. We do show ethics of sexuality. Like, mm-hmm. for example, when, when when you're talking about sex ed, it's not pornography, but we'll show a picture of a penis. Right. We'll show a picture of a penis ejaculating. It's like a five-second mm-hmm. clip or some yep. such thing. And in conventional media or last-generation media, that wouldn't have been appropriate anywhere, certainly not to put without uh, some kind of protection or some kind of restriction. But we put this right in Wikipedia and we say that if you are the kind of person that's going to navigate through the week of the article for a penis, then you should see a penis in that article. And that that that's right. it is. we do also. So another aspect of this could be erotic art, and mm-hmm. for example, we artists from centuries centuries past. Just give an example. Say uh, a large collection of French erotica from the eighteen hundreds. Sure, sure. There, there's there's different French French artists, and in their time, maybe they were off the mainstream. They were producing erotic art for political cartoons or for erotic magazines that these are drawings. We have a large collection of these. We we openly show them. There have been times when different people have said, Wikipedia shouldn't, shouldn't show this kind of content. And it's been contested what should we show and what shouldn't we show. But the consensus right now, and I think it's stable, is that we're going to show erotic art if, if anyone's looking at the biography of an artist, or if it's necessary to show that to talk about an artistic movement in Wikipedia. Something that's a bit more recent is actual, actual pornography. How do we treat this? Yeah, yeah. um, We, we definitely have pornography from the silent film era. So we're talking about hundred year old pornography. There's,
0: it existed, right? Yeah.
2: It it existed. It existed. And we, we, (laughs) we, we, we we archived these pornographic movies that Uh were previously displayed in Nickelodeons and can watch them in entirety on Wikipedia. From time to time. So we have, we have a few experiments with modern day pornographic movies. And I'll, I'll give you an example. And then in the 19, of course, it's either late seventies. I think it was the late seventies. There was a, a movie. It was called the American movie it was called Debbie does doubts. Oh, I've a, heard of that. Yes. <laughs> it's a pornographic movie about a, a cheerleader heterosexual pornographic movie. She mm-hmm. has, has erotic encounters. And the situation with this one, certainly we have a Wikipedia article on it. The reason why we have a Wikipedia article on it was because it was critiqued by critics. The so film critics talked about it. And so we can cite those reviews. That's our quality control uh-huh. process. It yes. was, it was the subject of different censorship cases when it went into mm-hmm. movie theaters around mm-hmm. the United States. And so sure. we have tell stories about how did local movie theaters and local communities respond to this movie so we can tell the story of it. But something else unusual about this movie, as compared to other movies, was that it was from an era when wasn't common for pornographic movie producers to register copyright for the movies. Whereas Hollywood was always registering the copyright, these movies were not getting copyright registration. So we have the entire movie available for anyone to watch through Wikipedia. We did have a debate about whether to put access to the movie directly in the Wikipedia article. Mm. and. I advocated that we should, in the same way that we show. If you go to the Wikipedia article for the painting, the Mona Lisa, you get to see the right. actual painting. I said, if right. you navigate to the Wikipedia article for this movie, you should see the original artwork. But right. some other people said we're not ready for that, and so if you want to watch the movie, you navigate to the article and then you click through to see the movie. It's there in our in our media archives, but it takes an extra click to get to it. Uh, so that's that's some of the ways that we're treating treating erotic media right now.
0: Which I think is so interesting because because it is a topic of sexuality in it, it's treated differently, which is so bizarre. But anything sex seems to be treated differently than everything else. All other old movies or all other old content of artists from the past, all free game. But once it's about sex, people get up in arms. And I just think it's crazy. It's just that's a perfect example right there. I don't
2: think there's any other genre of media that's that's treated this way. So we have we have four-time photographs that are very violent. Sometimes mm-hmm. yeah, we have we have clips of, of violence that historically significant, but we we put these put these in Wikipedia and right. even in the wiki community and we self govern. We talk about all these things ourselves. I agree with you and what you said. What you said is insightful. We treat sexual content differently than what we treat anything else. And also, I don't think in the wiki community we do a good job of talking or being self reflective. About Mm. why we're we're treating this content
0: differently. Right, right. But yeah, it's all across the board. So, you know, it's just, it's a very interesting phenomenon. And, you know, I talk about, I talk to a lot of, you know, sex coaches and Mm. therapists and stuff too. And we often talk about how it's okay to talk about it feels good to get a massage, Mm. feels good to eat a strawberry. You feel those are things that cause pleasure. But the moment, you know, sex is brought into it, all of a sudden, you know, things fall apart. People get up in arms. Censorship happens, and it's weird because it's all pleasure.
2: <laughs> it's part of the human experience as well. I was mm-hmm. talking about these these Wikipedia article traffic traffic, and I'll, I'll tell you, there is a huge amount of traffic to Wikipedia's content on sexuality. There's there's much more traffic to this this content than we have we have editors, and. it's mm-hmm. Uh, the the Wikimedia Foundation, which is the nonprofit organization that it manages Wikipedia. And, yeah. and in my opinion, they they shy away from acknowledging public interest in the sexuality content and even LGBT content. they shy away ab- about talking about just how much interest there is in, in LGBT yeah. content. And huh. I, I think that's a shame because obviously there's a lot of people, they're looking for general interest reference information about topics in sex and sexuality. They're coming to Wikipedia to find it presumably yes. they're not finding finding good access elsewhere. And I'd like to say that we're, we're meeting their needs. But I think even in the editorial community, there's a lot of people who shy away from editing this content.
0: Yes. Yeah, I can totally see that. I mean, at least it exists. At least it's somewhere for someone to go and learn because, yeah, our sex ed is terrible. I mean, there's some countries that seem to be doing it much better than the United States. But, you know, people are, why are we so closed-minded that we can't talk about that particular, you know, act, which is a natural act. But yeah, we can talk about different things like, you know, bladder function or, you know, your teeth or I don't know anything else about the body. Then <laughs> you get to sex and it's like, there's just this big shutdown.
2: That's exactly how it is. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not able to answer your question. <laughs> but that's the kind of question I would ask you. I thought you were supposed to tell me why. <laughs> Have a well, doing this?
0: <laughs> I think that there are people like me and other podcasters and erotic authors that are helping open up things more by creating all this content and trying to more normalize it and not make it seem like it's a weird thing, but it still exists that there's so much censorship that it's hard to do, but at least we have platforms where we can do these things, and you know, I think Wikipedia is a great platform for this as well. I mean just for people to be like, well, what is that? What is this? And somewhere to actually search and to know that, you know, this is, you know, this can be reliable information and it's a place to get more information.
2: But that's what we're trying for. There's there's very few hate professionals in this space. I, I happen to be affiliated with the university, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's, I can't think of a single organization and I think I would know that's ever sent Professionals or experts into Wikipedia to help us build out our, our sex ed content. It's all mm, put um, together by volunteers. Yeah. 20 years of right. Wikipedia and not one sex ed organization has ever approached us to, to help us improve our content.
0: And so it's, you know, it's, it's all in English, right? So, you know, are oh. there people that go, oh, oh no, see, I don't know because I don't, I probably wouldn't search for that. But yeah, I'm curious.
2: What about the language? Wikipedia is... I I think it, it currently has three hundred language versions, something like that. Oh wow! So there's there's about seven thousand languages in the world, and okay. we we've, we've looked at this systematically: how to get content to move across languages, and what information can we find from other languages to pull in. Mm-hmm. Not not all knowledge about sexuality exists in English language. There's there's we're, we're still at the the first day of research. We we haven't. Yeah. Had multicultural and multilingual exchange in, in so many ways. There's concepts and sex that other languages talk about that no one's ever translated into English. Mm-hmm. So wow. there there's all these languages. Uh, Wikipedia is well developed in about a hundred different languages. And okay. you can you can start at English and then from English, if use another language, you can navigate to any other language and you can compare content. So right now, all these different language versions, they're Human translated. So it's not as if you someone puts a fact in English and then a robot translates it and puts it into the other language. We are okay. in an in an age where robotic automatic automatic artificial intelligence translation is coming to be a thing. And we in Wikipedia were looking at what point we bring more of this artificial intelligence into Wikipedia to translate more content automatically and move move things around. Hmm. If somebody you were saying in the United States that sex education is is lacking or it's not, not where it needs to be. If, right. if, there, if there were an activist that wanted to get sex ed information out into another country, into another culture, into another language, then Wikipedia is an inexpensive route to do that, that kind of activism or that kind of work because wow. people, people are searching for sex in every language of the world. Uh, everyone in the world has access to the search engines, that they have access to the internet at all. Yeah. And the the problems with sex ed in English are much, much greater in, <laughs> in many other languages. Like Europe gets some sex ed, but if you're looking at certainly things like indigenous languages, like very very regional languages that don't don't spread much, they might not mm-hmm. have Wikipedia articles on these topics at all. And even, even some major languages like Hindi and in India, very very underdeveloped so we we have to we have to get this information to everybody somehow. I'm not sure how we're going to get there, but that's the goal
0: yeah, wow, you know, and yeah, that's great because one thing i have just realized is that some of these countries like India will put a block on websites and so that their people do not have access to it, yeah. but something like Wikipedia, they're not going to do that right because or they've, would they
2: they've been done before, so okay, every country right right now, for example, there's a a, a war in Russia. And, and mm-hmm. as I, as I understand, Russia has, has, there's a few pipes that come into a country, internet pipes that come into the country from, from other places. And, and the national government can shut off certain websites right at the source. Mm. So as I understand, Wikipedia is, is barred from, from Russia right now. In the past, wow. some, some other countries that have completely blocked Wikipedia, Turkey did this for a couple of years related to some politics. Pakistan did it for a little while. China continues to do it. I think China's done it for more than, more than 10 years at this point. And countries can also selectively block certain Wikipedia articles. So I I, I believe that the China during the Olympics, they allowed access to Wikipedia. It wasn't there. I, I I could have this wrong, but I believe they Mm -hmm. bought certain political articles in Wikipedia while giving people access to the other articles. So these kinds of things are possible. We've also had. I, I was with a medical group that was providing offline access to Wikipedia, if you can imagine this. So imagine that there's an area without good internet access, but people still have things like cell phones or computers that just aren't connected to the internet. So oh, okay. we're, we're, we're able to put Wikipedia on storage media, on a, a disk or jump drive or some such thing, and people can plug it into a computer, get it on their phone somehow and uh-huh. access it. And I'll just say that certain countries that asked us to give medical information, they give us a list of topics not to include with that. And so sometimes we get these kind of requests and nobody wants to make these compromises, but sometimes these discussions come up. there somebody wow. who wants to use Wikipedia, but they ask us not to include health or sexual information or even basic articles. Like uh, one of the requests that like, I, I don't, I'm not gonna call out any country, this can happen anywhere, but I'll just say that we were asked to give a medical package of articles and exclude things like pregnancy, birth control, women's health. Uh, okay. And they, they treated this as, I don't know, sexual or inappropriate. Wow. Yeah. I happen.
0: mean, talk about control. That is highly disturbing.
2: Yeah. You got to compromise sometimes. Like sometimes it's either, you know, do, do we start a relationship and try to develop it or do we not have a relationship at all? Right. It's, it's tough to see.
0: Ah, wow. That's disturbing. (laughs) That's really disturbing. So what do you suggest people do? Like if they go to Wikipedia and they're like, is this legit? I mean, you know, you really can't tell, Mm -hmm. obviously. Or do you just kind of, you know, based on what you said before, that a lot of it is monitored, you know, people can just kind of go at it with the assumption that, you know, this is this is legit.
2: For anybody who wants to do more research, there's paths to do more, more research. I would say if somebody's got a question, the first thing that I would tell them is to consider whether they want to publish their question in one of Wikipedia's help for- help forums. Mm, yep, yep. We we treat ourselves like a public library. We have a yeah, help okay. desk in Wikipedia, and whereas with many social media platforms, if you go into the, the social media platform and you say, I want to talk to somebody for help. You can right. talk to other users, but there's not really a pathway to talk with one of the people who are running the platform. This is, right. this is different than Wikipedia. So if you want to talk to the actual editors in Wikipedia, it just takes a few clicks. And mm-hmm. these are actual human volunteers that sincerely care about getting people whatever information they need or answering whatever questions, including about reliability. So suppose you're at a Wikipedia article and you want to know how reliable it is. My first suggestion is to go to the bottom of the article and look at the references. Try Mm, to find find the reference that matches to the claim you want and click through to the reference because Wikipedia is never going to be better than the sources that are cited. Yeah, yeah. You can respond to the references in a few ways. If you think it's a poor reference, you can just complain. You're welcome to just complain. There's a button at the top of the Wikipedia page that says talk. Okay. And you're welcome sure. to just say, "I don't like these references." You, another kind of complaint you could make: you can say, "I, I have a I feel like my perspective is not represented here." You could say, "Right, this, this article on sexuality is so medical, but it doesn't tell me anything about society or culture or real life." Can somebody mm-hmm. find something? So th- those are those are some kind of suggestions you can make. If you want to be even more helpful, you can go out and find books or magazine articles or websites that you think are more reliable. And suggest those on the Wikipedia thought page. And that would be a big, help oh. yes. Because, oh, that's interesting. Yes. And then it can get in Wikipedia. And then if you want to make yourself further, you can click the edit button and try to add those sources yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if you have more trouble, you can say, you can go and ask the human and you should tell the human, I've got this source. I tried editing Wikipedia. I spent 10 minutes on it and I couldn't figure out what to do. Can, can a human just help me? And I assure you a human will go, go to your page, post your messages. You will get one-on-one support to have the content you want. There's Wikipedia editors all available to do this.
0: So one thing I want to ask about, which is, you know, I think there's a big uproar and a lot of controversy around transgender people. Yeah. And what, what can Wikipedia do for that type of bias and that type of uh, prejudice? You know, you see helping or what do you see regarding that type of topic that would happen on wikipedia
2: this is a very hot issue i'm going to give a few perspectives here i don't have a, a good answer for you the best answer that i, I have there's an organization called Wikimedia lgbt i'm mm-hmm. a member of this organization we to, to date we've never had a budget for a volunteer organization we don't have any money uh, we do try to organize regular monthly meetings, but it's getting to the point where so many people in so many different countries and so many different languages are raising issues. And we're hearing the same issues thousands of times that yeah. we're thinking about fundraising to get staff people to help us coordinate conversations and see what to do next. So okay. the first answer to your question is, is there an authority to go to? And the answer is no, but the volunteers are logging problems. And at this point, we've got a hundred problems we need to address from right. different perspectives and transgender issues comes up a lot. So that, that's one answer. Is there an authority? No, there's no authority. Mm-hmm. Second, second thing I can say is that is there an authority outside of Wikipedia who has all the answers for, for what to do? And in the wiki community there's people, as I told you, editing in every language. They're in, in many mm-hmm. countries. There's wiki community organizations and We've contacted every LGBTQ organization we can think to contact around the world. We're talking 100 plus organizations in many, many, many different languages to see, do you have the solution to LGBTQ rights or transgender issues or, or these kinds of things? We yeah. Think answer, we think the answer is no with that also. So after mm-hmm. asking everybody, I don't think anybody has the answer. And I'll, I'll tell you one of, the, one of the most common conflicts that comes up, everyone asks about this and uh, Wikipedia has got a different take on it than than other issues. In tran- transgender community, there's a concept called dead naming. The idea is mm-hmm. that a person was assigned a gender at birth. They have transitioned. They changed their birth name to a, a new name. They call the birth name the, the dead name. They don't want that use anymore. Why this is sometimes problematic in Wikipedia. I'll, I'll give you give an example of a celebrity. There's a Hollywood celebrity named Elliot Page. Mm-hmm. They, this person, he's in various superhero movies, very big pop, top Hollywood movies, very popular. And mm-hmm. at the height of his career, he transitioned from female to male. Or maybe it was non-binary in the middle, whatever. The right. Case. Yep. Yep. Uh, and had, had a former name. A problem with, with Wikipedia is that our audience isn't just English speaking. So they may not know that this person's a big celebrity. Oh. And also our audience is going to be reading about this person. 20, 20 years from now, like in, in yes. the future, when this person's more forgotten and mm-hmm. they had a career as using a female name. And right. we have to cite all these movie reviews and critic reviews and they won an award, won awards to their female name. And if we were to cite all these sources and someone from another country who doesn't speak English, but they're, they're trying to mug their way through this article comes, comes and looks at this and, and they say, why isn't the person, who is this person? They're not. Why are you talking about this woman when this article is about this man? Nah. What What is the explanation? And so right. what we what we've done in Wikipedia is we include the the dead name. Okay. We, we say that this person had a career, and that's why we're citing all these sources using that dead name. And yeah. if, we, if we didn't use the dead name, then it seems strange that the dead name is appearing in all the citations.
0: Right. That is complicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That does sound very complicated, and it's just interesting to me to think about that such a thing. I never thought about such a thing, where you know people in the future would be looking back, mm. you know, you know, reading these things that were posted now. That's very intriguing, and I don't. Yeah, that's complicated
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: to say the least. We we want to synchronize
2: with a transgender rights organization and come up with best practices, but we mm-hmm. haven't been able to convene that conversation. And we do. I, I would say that. The wiki community, it's a very LGBT place where we're overrepresented with LGBT editors because a lot of LGBT people, they want their, they feel underrepresented in other places and they take the opportunities they can get to sh- share their views and share their perspectives. So I would say we, we have a lot of transgender wiki editors who participate in these conversations and a lot of LGBT editors. But we would like more expert organization participation and more external partners and, and more collaboration with, with people who are not 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 so library focused more real world people um, sure sure been able to put them together here. yeah i
0: can imagine wow just very interesting these are things i really didn't know so this is this is great i didn't know you know i had probably had just a typical opinion of wikipedia and i didn't really know all of this stuff so this is great i think this is good to put out there <laughs> people need to know these things i never really thought of it as like a library you know that's that's a great analogy and it really and it helps my brain understand it a little bit better.
2: Maybe you could tell me something. So yeah, we could just library oriented, but you're running this podcast, you meet so many experts in in sex and sexuality. And I've got the idea that a lot of the people on your show, some, some of them may be authors and some of them may be writing articles, but I feel like they've got a, a lot of knowledge yes. that isn't well represented, certainly not in the medical journals and maybe not in, in the kind of books that, that go to university libraries. What what do you think we in Wikipedia should do to get more practical knowledge that, that real people want um, into in Wikipedia? Like, where where how can we maintain quality control? You know, cite something or get the expert information and bring that into Wikipedia.
0: So you mean people like I have on my podcast, like how would we get their information on Wikipedia? I think, I think the way to do that is somehow get people to understand that they can do that. Like I never even knew that that was a potential. Like for instance, I, I have a lot of authors on here too, writers, and they create their own books and it's kind of more in culture. It's, it's things that people consume. It's not, some of them are connected to education, but it's not largely there. And I think, I don't know. I didn't know that people could just put their own thing on. Like, so for instance, you know, someone who wrote a book, so they could literally take their information from their book and submit it to Wikipedia. Well, we, Is that right?
2: Yes and no. So we, we certainly don't want product promotion in Wikipedia, but if someone's got a, a, book, a right, book, of knowledge, right. if they've written a book on some, some aspect of sexuality, so our uh, bias in Wikipedia, as I've said several times, is, is medically oriented, but there's mm. a lot of topics in, in sexuality, kink and these kinds of things where you're you're just not going to go to a medical journal to find this kind of information. And right. If somebody's got a book on some, some aspect of sex, sexuality, we're weak in that, this area. And yet we know that many people are coming to Wikipedia, searching for this content, trying to read this content. Yeah, like, yeah. Not so I mean, it's flexible, you should disclose, but if somebody's got a book on a subject and it's got some general reference information and the kind of information that would go in Wikipedia, they're welcome to bring the knowledge from that book into Wikipedia, cite the book. That's accepted information. Certainly sure. Okay. In in universities all the time.
0: So it's kind of more thinking of like writing an article and then if you're taking it from your book, you would cite your book down at the bottom.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah you know it'd be nice to get that word out there more so that people could do that i mean you know just number one to get the information out there and number two you know to get that person's voice out there and yes maybe they would end up buying the book but the, yeah i see what you're saying the whole focus is to get the information there and then cite the book not be hey i wrote this book and this is what it's about
2: i don't know how many times a wikipedia has thought come to a a sexuality-based show and <laughs> talked about this. This might be the first time. <laughs> but I wish more people would have this conversation. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm just like thinking of all the things and all the people I've talked to and the things they've said. And I'm just like, you know, wow. You know, to, to get that information out there also not through the podcast, but into a site like Wikipedia would be just ginormous. It would be a huge splash and potentially
2: reach more people for sure. That's That's what I wish for. That's... That's, that's why I wanted to come to your show.
0: <laughs> well, I can say these things to people, <laughs> you know, like I know that there are so many people out there that have so many amazing things to say and share their voice. And and I that's one thing I actually really love to do is to bring voices to the world, you know, have people share their things and their amazing things to talk about and their amazing views. So, you know, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I can be someone that, you know, promotes that with people and be like hey did you know you can <laughs> keep, keep, keep
2: it in mind and if you meet the right person we don't so mm-hmm. we don't have a community we have these wiki projects that are only on wiki they can say hello mm-hmm. to wiki project sexuality so just go to look that up wiki project Sexology and sexuality or whatever the case find a, find a wiki project or even just go to any help forum in wikipedia and ask the human i've got this information and i want to share can you direct me to a, an appropriate wiki community and some human will guide you to the, the right community if somebody's doing something LGBT specifically, there's this organization that also meets in person at more before COVID meeting online these days. We, eat, we can meet yeah. LGBT. So if anyone's doing something leaky or doing something LGBT oriented, they can contact us as a group. But we're, we're looking for more of this information. I, I can't say it's, it's easy for everyone because we are library oriented and we do these citations for everything. Yeah. Time. Yeah. But for somebody who's got a little time and, and could put a little effort, at least there would be human helpers every step of the way for what they want
0: to do. That's very intriguing. That's a great, that's a great pathway for some people and, you know, to get their information out there and just get their new, their views out there and get people thinking about things and just exposure is good and it's only going to help everybody. More discussion. Yes. (laughs) So what is your, your favorite topic to work on when you're doing this? You have a favorite topic?
2: These, these days I don't. In editing Wikipedia for a long time, I hmm. edited a lot of Wikipedia articles about HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's actually how I got into Wikipedia. The first article I ever created it was about a particular article on HIV research, and so. Oh okay. Yeah, I, I added a lot of articles on different aspects of AIDS and AIDS and HIV, and nowadays i mostly supporting other people and editing whatever whatever they want to add. I still yeah. do a- HIV things when whenever I can be in, involved in that. Mm-hmm. I can't do everything, but no. that, that's that's <laughs> something that that I still watch.
0: Yeah, it kind of seems like looking at a mountain and you're supposed to pick it apart, and it's yeah. uh, <laughs> you got your little spot, and but there's all these spots that need to get touched, and you're only one person. Yeah,
2: <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what else do you find useful? I mean, do you think that people, you know, thinking of people who are doing research for papers or, you know, I mean, they can really use it, right? Because there are the sources are cited at the bottom. So they can use that for that type of thing, right?
2: Sure. I'm at a university and it's Mm -hmm. universal. Every every student knows what Wikipedia is. Every student goes to Wikipedia for something. Some students go to Wikipedia more than others. Almost, right. no, very few people edit Wikipedia. It's less than less than 1%, well less than 1%. Sure, so, sure. So, so many people are, are going and almost no one registers accounts. Many people don't even think to register an account or know they can register an account for whatever reason. If you tell them, yeah. yeah, of course you can. But right. many people have been using Wikipedia for 10 plus years and never thought to register an account. Right. And many students, especially, you University students, not necessarily high school students, they yeah. know that they can go to the bottom of the Wikipedia article, find citations, then exit Wikipedia and go to the yeah. the sources that that would be approved. directly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Not many people know that the Wiki community wants help with curating and organizing these sources, or that they can suggest make suggestions for updates. And there's a lot of people who take for granted that if it's on Wikipedia, then that's all they need to see. And I suppose that's better than nothing, but
0: yeah, yeah, we always
2: say that, you know how to look up a little more yourself, then start with what you find on Wikipedia and see if there's something more up to date. Um, right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in Wikipedia and it's very easy for me because I know where to push all the buttons and anyone can push the buttons, but I see how many people have edited the article. When was it last updated? When did it last have a major update? Are there any mm-hmm. complaints on the talk page about this article? I, I check all these things. But for a, a student, they can just be overwhelmed because there's Wikipedia, there's everything that's happening at their their school or university, everything else is happening on the internet. <laughs> right. Lots of <laughs> lots of people have ideas for how to get information.
0: Oh yeah, is there a lot of sexual slang on Wikipedia or not so much?
2: The slang, like
0: slang, yeah, like sexual. like, like definitions of words, like sexual slang words, or not so much?
2: Yeah, can so. I expect I'd have to look this up, but I expect that there's a Wikipedia article, alternative names for penis for these kinds of things.
0: Right, right. And
2: it would list because Wikipedians as library oriented people, we also like dictionaries. And right. so people will say, like, what what did people call a penis from nineteen twenty to nineteen fifty? What was the slang? About? Right. And then right. Some, <laughs> some and then we we also collect words from other languages, non-English languages. Sure. Like, when, when does when does a word from another language come in? And then the, there's, there's concepts which have different, that have never had a proper name, like maybe different sex acts or different mm-hmm. types of kink, which go, go by different names in different communities. And Wikipedians will say, uh, we call this what, what sources attest to something. So we'll say, if you're from this perspective or this community, then you call it this thing, but this other community has a different name for the, the same act. And we do this so that. Somebody has different sources, they immediately know that they can use sources that call it by different names in the same article to describe the same thing. So that that happens as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought. Very interesting. Well, (laughs) things I hadn't thought of before. (laughs) Researching what words were way back when. That's that's (laughs) Very interesting. Well, I'm a writer, so I love to, you know, words are intriguing to me. And so that's an intriguing topic. So is there anything we haven't talked about that you really wanted to focus on or talk about before we end our chat?
2: Yeah, there's one, one more thing I'll say about translation and, and Wikipedia and, and basic basic topics. We're looking at all these different languages and trying to come up with what what is the essential information? What information does everyone in the, in the world need to have access to? Like right. there's, there's a Wikipedia article on, on sex and... Maybe a weekly article on condom, on birth control, mm-hmm. and we think that there's some number of articles that the information in them is a human right. Everyone should have access to these, these things. Right. Mm-hmm. We we don't have the resources. Like I said, we we don't have staff. It's a volunteer project, but we get so much traffic. So many people are reading these articles, and I don't know how it's going to happen when we're going to be able to do this but we want to make sure that these articles have the highest quality information mm-hmm. that they represent diverse perspectives not just medical perspectives and not just straight male perspectives which is overemphasized because the sources are overemphasized but like the content we have yeah mm-hmm. not just not just american perspectives right um, because another another we can be durable like dating what it means to be a young person in, in dating, trying to find a partner, is different in the United States as compared yes. to the UK, as compared right. to Mexico, India. And mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of young people that they'd like to know, what does it mean to date in my country? Am I normal? What does it yeah. mean? What are other people doing? In right. Other countries is dating different. And if we could develop this information and get good content and then share the content across languages, I think that a lot of people would be more informed and more comfortable with their sexuality Yes, by, by, by learning more. And there's there's still so much that we can teach each other across languages. I don't think we'll ever have all the answers to sexuality as long as we're only having conversations in, in English with mostly people in the United States. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's very, very limited. Exactly. And it's just very, yeah, it's very, very biased. And that is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can totally see that and I can imagine it. And and it really does a disservice.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. There is absolutely no doubt about that.
2: We're in a fortunate time, though, because never before in human history have we been able to have this this global conversation about, yes. about sex. And you can do it in your yes. class private. You can get on your computer and you as an individual, you don't need permission from anyone else. Yeah. Look up the topics you want to look up and learn about what you want to learn and you don't have to get permission.
0: Exactly. I mean, you know, and I talk about that a lot with authors too. Like, this is the first time in like history that people have been able to create something and disseminate it across the world. Mm -hmm. You know, in in multiple areas. You know, online podcasts, people who are doing self publishing. You know, it is the first time. time. You know, and that's huge. That's huge.
2: (laughs) Thanks for having me on your show, Ruin. This is the first time in history that someone like me to meet someone like you for a publisher. (laughs)
0: hey that's pretty damn cool i never thought about that before hey we're making history that's awesome (laughs) i'm all about that that is awesome well thank you so much it's been very interesting and i certainly have learned a lot and i'm excited to put this out into the world and maybe more people can know and learn and things can just more people talking getting better and hopefully a sign of things to come
2: You're such a good host. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you. And I hope you have an amazing day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you learned stuff. I certainly did. It was quite eye-opening to me as a person who creates content and likes to disseminate information across the world through this podcast and through my writing and my website and social media. It was very interesting. And I hope that, you know, if you're someone that could actually help and post things on Wikipedia, that you do that. Help reach people around the world who are actually restricted from finding out basic human rights, like sex education. I just, you know, birth control. The comment on women's health was very disturbing to me as a woman. So, unbelievable. I I can't even believe that there would be a people out there that would restrict women from getting information about their own bodies, their own health. That's just fucking disturbing beyond all fucking belief. Okay, I'm not going to get pissed off because (laughs) I know I have no control over that, but I get to put this into the world, and I hope it makes a fucking difference. Again, get my books that are free on Smashwords right now through the first of the year, and my The Car Sex Challenge, the third book in the Sex Challenge series, is going on sale for 99 cents. I would love it if you got my book and read it, gave me a review. I would love to hear. I've been getting five-star reviews for it, so I'm super excited about that. I just, I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, you have an amazing fucking day. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you masturbate. I hope you fuck yourself, fuck your partner, fuck your friend. Just get off, get released, enjoy the time, and enjoy your body. You're given those organs for a reason, to enjoy your body. Okay, never be ashamed to do that. Okay, you have a fucking awesome fucking day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped Products. Or you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going bare. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.